This is our devotional commentary for First Chronicles chapter 7. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. The Sons of Issachar Tola, Pua, Jashub, and Shimron 4 The Sons of Tola, Uzi, Raphiah, Jeriel, Jamai, Ibsam, and Shemuel, heads of their fathers' houses, namely of Tola, mighty warriors of their generations, their number in the days of David being 22,600. The son of Uzi, Israhiah, and the sons of Israhiah, Michael, Obadiah, Joel, and Ishiah, all five of them were chief men. And along with them, by their generations, according to their father's houses, were units of the army for war, 36,000, for they had many wives and sons. Their kinsmen, belonging to all the clans of Issachar, were in all 87,000 mighty warriors, enrolled by genealogy. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Beker, and Jediael, three. The sons of Bela, Esban, Uzi, Uziel, Jeremoth, and Iri, five. Heads of fathers' houses, mighty warriors. And their enrollment by genealogies was 22,034. The sons of Beker, Zamira, Joash, Eliezer, Eloenai, Amri, Jeremoth, Abijah, Anathoth, and Elamath. All these were the sons of Beker. And their enrollments by genealogies according to their generations, as heads of their fathers' houses, mighty warriors, was 20,200. The son of Jediel, Bilhan. And the sons of Bilhan, Jush, Benjamin, Ehud, Shenanah, Zethan, Tarshish, and Ashishar. All these were the sons of Jediel, according to the heads of their fathers' houses, mighty warriors, 17,200, able to go to war. And Shufim and Hupim were the sons of Ur, Hushim the son of Aher. The sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, Guni, Jezer, and Shalom, the descendants of Bilhah. The sons of Manasseh, Asriel, whom his Aramean concubine bore, she bore Machir, the father of Gilead. And Machir took a wife for Hupim and for Shupim. The name of his sister was Makah, and the name of the second was Zelophehad. And Zelophehad had daughters. And Makah, the wife of Machir, bore a son, and she called his name Peresh. And the name of his brother was Sheresh, and his sons were Ulam and Rechem. The son of Ulam, Bedan, These were the sons of Gilead, the son of Machir, son of Manasseh. And his sister, Hamalogakath, bore Ishad, Abiezer, and Malah. The sons of Shemaida were Ahian, Shechem, Liki, and Aniam. The sons of Ephraim. Shusilah, and Barad his son, Tehath his son, Eliada his son, Tehath his son, Zabad his son, Shuthalah his son, and Ezer and Eliad, whom the men of Gath, who were born in the land, killed, because they came down to raid their livestock. And Ephraim their father mourned many days, and his brothers came to comfort him. And Ephraim went in to his wife, and she conceived and bore a son. And he called his name Beriah, because disaster had befallen his house. His daughter was Shira who built both lower and upper Beth-Horan, and Uzan-Shira, 
Rephah was his son, Reshef his son, Tila his son, Tehan his son, Ladan his son, Amihud his son, Elishama his son, Nun his son, Joshua his son. Their possessions and settlements were Bethel and its towns, and to the east Naran, and to the west Gezer and its towns, Shechem and its towns, and Aya and its towns, also in possession of the Manassites. Bethshean and its towns, Tanakh and its towns, Megiddo and its towns, Dor and its towns. In these lived the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel. The sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beriah, and their sister, Serah. The sons of Beriah, Heber, and Melchiel, who fathered Birzaiath. Heber fathered Japhlet, Shomer, Hotham, and their sister, Shua. The sons of Japhlet, Pasak, Bimhal, and Ashvath. These are the sons of Japhlet. The sons of Shemer, his brother, Rogah, Jabuba, and Aram. The sons of Helam, his brother, Zophah, Imnah, Shelash, and Amah. The sons of Zophah, Sua, Harnifer, Shua, Beri, Imrah, Bezer, Had, Shammah, Shilshah, Ithran, and Bira. The sons of Jether, Jephunah, Pispah, and Ara. The sons of Ula, Ara, Haniel, and Reziah. All these were men of Asher, heads of fathers' houses, approved, mighty warriors, chiefs of the princes. Their number enrolled by genealogies for service in war was 26,000 men. The original readers of this book must have had mixed emotions as they worked their way through this genealogical record. On the one hand, they were surely proud of their heritage, just as any small town would embrace its claim to fame as the birthplace of some great politician or celebrity. The tribe of Ephraim must have been glad to note from 1 Chronicles 7 that God's servant Joshua was one of them. Verse 27. The female descendants of Manasseh must have taken special delight to know that the bold daughters of Zelophehad from Moses' day were part of their clan. Verse 15. And the descendants of Benjamin and Issachar would be quick to boast that their ancestors included so many mighty warriors, some of whom were employed in the service of King David. On the other hand, all these historical notes might have sounded rather ironic and unhelpful to the contemporaries of the chronicler. Why show Simeon as a flourishing tribe when it is now disintegrated? Why portray Levi as having such great influence in every corner of the land when that land no longer belongs to Israel? And why highlight the military prowess of Benjamin and Issachar when today, in the 4th century B.C., God's people were so weak? Answer? So that these tribes will not lose heart, but continue to put their hope in a faithful God who does not change and will not abandon his people. The genealogical and historical survey of the families of Israel concludes by tracing the descendants of Issachar, Benjamin, Naphtali, Manasseh, Ephraim, and Asher. Briefer details are given regarding each of these northern tribes 
which were smaller in number and not as prominent as some of the larger tribes in terms of the history of God's people, as recorded in Scripture. The writer is showing us that God's salvation is for all of God's people, even those who appear at first glance to play a minor role in the story. By including these smaller, lesser-known tribes, he is reminding his readers about the nature of God's election, which was not based on their impressive size or any other merit, but was simply rooted in God's love and grace. It's also a reminder to us that in the church, we are one body with many members. Some have more prominent roles, but all are vitally important. The contributions of each one are necessary for the body to function properly. So we are to show honor to the less visible members of Christ's body, that there might be no divisions among us, and that all might receive love and support, whether they are suffering or rejoicing. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word. Word.